Hello and welcome to Hardcover Hose, a bi-coastal book club where three book lovers express their feelings on their book of the moment via podcast. I am one-third of your hosts, Sam Dixon. I am Sammy Skorstad. And I'm Maya Howie. Together we have combed through book talk, combined our to-be-read lists, and now we intend to make our way through them one book at a time. We'd love for you to come along with us and join the discussion. The book of the moment for today's episode is The Song of Achilles by Madeline Miller. Just a forewarning for those of you listening, this is not a spoiler-free zone. We will be discussing this book in all its glory, which of course includes revealing the ending. For some of you, hearing the title of the book alone is enough to send you sobbing, which is exactly why we have chosen to cover it in today's episode. The Song of Achilles first entered our shelves because of Book Talk's obsession with the classical retelling of the well-known Greek story, and we are excited to discuss it together here with you. The author of Achilles, Madeline Miller, is originally from Philadelphia. She has a BA and MA from Brown University in Latin and Ancient Greek and has taught in both languages. She also studied at Yale School of Drama, specializing in adapting classical tales to a modern audience. The Song of Achilles is actually her first novel. Before we jump into discussing our own thoughts and feelings regarding the book, I'm going to go ahead and read through the blurb on the back of the book for the sake of contextualizing it. Quote, Achilles, the best of the Greeks, son of the cruel sea goddess Thetis and the legendary king Peleus, is strong, swift, and beautiful, irresistible to all who meet him. Patroclus is an awkward young prince, exiled from his homeland after an act of shocking violence. Brought together by chance, they forge an inseparable bond despite risking the gods' wrath. They are trained by the centaur Chiron in the arts of war and medicine, but when word comes that Helen of Sparta has been kidnapped, all the heroes of Greece are called upon to lay siege to Troy in her name. Seduced by the promise of a glorious destiny, Achilles joins their cause, and torn between love and fear for his friend, Patroclus follows. Little do they know that the cruel fates will test them both as never before and demand a terrible sacrifice. As simple as that description of the book makes it sound, this novel is actually fucking remarkable. So without further ado, (laughs) let's get into it. (laughs) Okay, Uh, so I... I Go just ahead. want to start by saying I am going to say Patroclus. I am because that is how I read the book, and I will not. I have an emotional attachment to that pronunciation because it made me cry. So I, I just, I can't give it up. So Patroclus, I respect and, your decision. Yes, and just I have to say, from the first like opening scene when they were hosting the games or whatever, and he saw Achilles for the first time without knowing it was Achilles. I, the first moment, like, the way Patroclus was describing watching Achilles, I was like, holy shit, is this going to be gay? Is this book <laughs> Me gay? too! Yes! <laughs> yes! <laughs> I was like, oh my god, it's so much better now! Like, it's gay! Yeah. Yes. I, yeah. So, I also went into this book not knowing a single damn thing about it, except that it was mm-hmm. supposed to break you by the end. And I had actually started it a little bit before Sammy did. And then I was like, wait a second. interesting interesting and as soon as i realized that it was going in that direction i was like oh sammy you gotta start start now yeah (laughs) pick it up and and start it because i'm gonna finish it yeah Yeah. but yeah there's there's something so like romantic and just the way that patroclus describes seeing achilles when they're both like little boys for the first time and i was like huh but I love how there, she made it not forced at all. Like, I feel I like agree. it's very easy mm-hmm. to make it seem very forced. 
especially now with how everything is. I feel like a mm-hmm. lot of people are forcing it in a lot of novels. And this one, I feel, it just felt so natural and, like, honest because obviously it was. But yeah. um, she just made it sound so natural, I guess. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I was like, also... They were... Sorry, go ahead. I just wanted to say, like, I think it was just so beautiful and, like, in a passing way, kind of. It was just, like, he just noticed the beauty and the power yeah. of mm-hmm. this child. It's, like, kind of... They were literally children. Like, how old were they when it started? Like, 10? Young. Ma- younger? Yeah, seven, nine. Something? Oh, yeah. they were nine. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, even just... Like, so it wasn't even in a sexual way at this point whatsoever. It was just a, wow, this person that I'm seeing is absolutely magnificent and beautiful yeah. and powerful. And just, like, an admiration. Yeah, it was. And, but, like, and then, like, as we're... I'm gonna, I'm, I was jumping ahead, but, and then it kind of goes back to the comparison that he always makes, you know, of like, he's so much lesser than Achilles and he would never mm-hmm. be that hero or just like that talented. And he kind of hates himself for it, but like, it doesn't take away from his admiration of Achilles. Right. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I was honestly shocked, you know, the name of the book is The Song of Achilles, so I kind of thought mm-hmm. Achilles was going to be the narrator. I agree. Yes, I yeah. thought so too. So I was I was like, "Oh, who who is Patroclus? Like I don't even know who he is." Yeah. Mhm. Mhm. And then by the end, of course, obviously, I was like, "Uh, but <laughs> I know. Um, I by finishing it, I was like, I felt wronged by all of my history classes yeah! that I didn't know. <laughs> him and Achilles were lovers I was like how dare they try to take that away and dare they call them besties no no friend friend no even (laughs) even blurb which I guess she I guess like Madeline Miller doesn't want to give it away that it's a romance novel but uh when when it says torn between love and fear for his friend I was like friend yeah even that that they're in love what do you mean friend yeah, yeah, I feel like even there she could have chosen like companion or anything yeah. else because friend is just so not what it was at all. No, and she's no. telling the story that it wasn't yeah. like that. So why yeah. why try to paint it? Into- Although I was pleasantly surprised by the yes. romantic arc of the story. Like I was not mm-hmm. expecting that. Mm-hmm. I had no idea. Uh, yeah, I also also didn't realize. Like I knew Achilles fought in a huge war I, this is actually very embarrassing to admit I was like is it like the this is Sparta or is it the, tro- <laughs> like the Trojan horse one I didn't know or were they the same so when so when it was before Patroclus had to go and live with um, Achilles um, and him and his dad they had to go to see like who was going to marry Helen, Helen. from Sparta mm-hmm. yeah and that when they're talking about Helen, I was like, oh, that's what it's going to be about. It's going to be that war and it's going to be like somehow like I knew that little one adventure scene that they she had to put in there. It was like, OK, so it's going to come back to Helen down the line and it's going to be about that and that's going to fuck shit up. So yeah, I, I didn't get that. You guys are very good at, I, at taking hints and rolling with them. I did not realize that at all. I thought they were just trying to show like, because Patroclus was a kid and was very young yeah. and like he's already insecure. We're supposed to understand that he's like not a an overconfident character. And so yeah. I was like, oh, this scene is just to like show us that he has daddy issues and he's like not okay with himself. 
Oh, can we talk about those daddy issues? Though? He's because got they, daddy oh, issues. Oh, that is a real big, like, big issue for him. A huge, his dad huge. was an asshole. When oh, when sure, his dad yeah. saw when his dad saw Achilles at that race, like in that first part of the book, mm-hmm. and he was like, like that's what a good son is supposed to be, or something like that. I was like, yeah, yeah imagine. But then it, for it to be for him to end up later on with Achilles, I was like, oh, your daddy really did put that in your head, didn't? He? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, for real. Like, if I can't be him, I'll just be with him. Like, exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. So taking it to to the idea of Patroclus's insecurities, mm-hmm. right? Uh, I love the idea. First of all, of looking in the back of the book for like discussion questions that come with the books mm-hmm. we're reading, if they have them, like if mm-hmm. applicable. And Achilles has a a lot. I was going to say a fuck ton, and then I was like, I don't want to have to mark this episode as. Uh, explicit explicit and then i was like ah fuck it um yeah <laughs> uh and one of the questions in the back of the book actually is about uh patroclus and it is patroclus is often a self-critical narrator consider how mm-hmm. other characters in the novel regard him do they see him in a, in the same way he sees himself obviously when it comes to achilles no. yeah no. i would argue that almost um the way he presents himself is pretty much how most not all definitely not all characters see him but how a lot of them Mm -hmm. do um yeah but definitely not achilles like it's so opposite with him but everyone else not everyone but a lot of the other ones i would say yeah i think what was interesting about that is like obviously we all know achilles and he was this amazing greek hero and like he's beautiful powerful like just amazing at everything he did um, so going into it, it was like, okay, so I don't know this name, but I very much know Achilles. And so his kind of self-demeaning and just very, very poor self-confidence and lack thereof, um, Patroclus was just, like, it was kind of like, he was very small in a lot of ways mm-hmm. compared to Achilles. And mm-hmm. so, like, yeah, his dad hates him, for one. Um, and then Achilles' mom hates him. But... Um, and then even like even the other boys around the island or whatever weren't impressed with him. Nobody was really impressed with Patroclus until Bree, I think. And nobody outside of and Achilles. Achilles. So I think, right. Well, no, no, no. Outside of Achilles. So I think all of Patroclus's like self-worth and any confidence he did have was through his relationship with, with Achilles. And so he never really found anything outside of being his a companion or being his whatever romantic uh unlabeled thing they had going on you know he didn't really have anything else for him going I'd say um later on in the book his self-worth also goes way up because there's parts where he starts noticing that his body has gotten stronger and bigger yes. as well yeah and so mm-hmm. and that's when he does meet like when him and Bree get really yeah. close then too so she's also seeing him as he is towards the end of the book not in the beginning yeah. when at the time a lot of people were looking at him as this like kid compared to Achilles you know right even um, before even before Achilles sorry my I, I mm-hmm. will let you finish but even before Achilles like when Patroclus kills the boy in the beginning yeah. of the book the boy yeah, was yeah. bullying him for, yeah for one reason or another I don't really remember but uh, it, it's just again this outside perspective making Patroclus feel even smaller and even exactly. less than, than he is, which yeah. I think stunted his way of thinking about himself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 
even up way, until Troy. Right. Yeah. yeah, that's a good point. Um, the the way that boy was uh, bullying him in the beginning of the book was about how his father was ashamed of him and how, how he'll yeah. never be like a great. Oh, um, see, look at my memory. <laughs> Look at that. But I think that also coming back. Yeah, exactly. And so he like that boy triggered his daddy issues. And also he believed what that kid was bullying him about. So to hear it from someone else was really hard. And so he did kill someone. And like, that's really intense. He had to be very, you know, traumatized, angry. Yeah. yeah. Like to do that, too. Um, And then everyone regards him as just like this, like, little thing that can't do anything. But he already killed someone. Yeah, Yeah, that's true. Yes. Um. Which brings us to Patroclus getting exiled from whatever the name of yes. his dad's kingdom is, and properly meeting Achilles. Yeah, I yeah. was again. I probably should have like realized sooner that it was going to be like actually properly romantic. But I was yeah. so excited <laughs> because yeah. also not it wasn't like full enemies to lovers, but Patroclus this was like a negative kid. In oh, general, 100%. which yeah. makes sense when the world is very mean to you. Yeah, <laughs> your negativity comes out. I I get it. I don't blame him. Mm-hmm. Also, he was like eleven, and yeah. he got exiled for murdering. So, <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> so yeah, I would also be a little wary of people wanting to be your friend. Yeah, what did you guys I... think about about the way they actually become friend friends, like through yeah. through him through Patroclus skipping the running or whatever Mm -hmm. i actually really (laughs) i really loved reading it i would think i i would say that watching their friendship develop even before Mm -hmm. their like relationship was some of my favorite parts of the book i thought it was so like fun and freeing it was just so exciting to see this like very misunderstood kid be like taken under achilles wing just to be like Mm -hmm. oh i see you for who you are i think you're cool let's be together like let's just be friends and have each other i was thinking too it was like not only did achilles give that and like gave patroclus a friend and was a friend for him i think patroclus also treated achilles in a way that he had not yet experienced before Mm -hmm. and he was actually like it was more much more of a like although achilles was like this destined to be this great hero and he knew he had so much potential and he was strong and an excellent fighter or whatever but Patroclus was like rude to him at some points and didn't put up with his shit and didn't worship him right off the bat and they were actually just friends and little kids running around and having fun together and I think Achilles also hadn't had that before yeah I, I and I and and I agree with you and also I think the the rate at which patroclus softens because like at least to achilles mm-hmm. is yeah. remarkable like when yeah. when achilles father says like oh you know for years i've been asking you to take on a companion and you've said no so why this boy mm-hmm. and and achilles says he is surprising like yeah. Patro- and, and patroclus is like surprising in a good way like can he is he gonna like, elaborate what? on that <laughs> yeah <laughs> you can even relate to that to like your own like when you meet someone who's like just not what you expect like mm-hmm. it's very intriguing like when you are so used to being regarded a certain way by people and then it's someone comes along and they're different it's like oh that was that was interesting yeah i want to keep talking to you even if it's just as a friend yeah. you know mm-hmm. yeah and then they slowly start to well i mean achilles is comfortable i think with everybody but mm-hmm. yeah uh, patroclus slowly starts to open up more and starts to become more comfortable with achilles um, I, 
I thought that it was a huge moment when I because so, obviously we're reading this from Patroclus's point of view so we know all of his feelings and how he's finding Achilles very attractive and he's like starting to actually think about him and all of that so we know there's definitely romantic thoughts on Patroclus's side but I think I realized that Achilles was also like uh returning those feelings when he wanted Patroclus to meet his mom and okay yeah I want you like she wants to meet you and he actually like supported that and like yeah I want you to talk to her too and because I don't think he had ever shared that person with anyone else in his life really and so I thought that was kind of a turning point where I was like oh so this might actually be like a relationship thing it's like oh time to meet the mother but in a very much more intense way because his mother is a goddess of sorts nymph that is immortal yes yeah 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 Yeah. uh and at what point do they kiss for the first time they're like on the beach or something yeah and the mom fetus sees or something yes she because she sees everything from the ocean i think she's kind of like um so i think was it after he meets her i think so yeah and she said something like don't I'm going to get this wrong here, but not, like, don't embarrass my son, but, like, don't, you well, know what I'm trying to say? Well, she pretty much said you're not, my son is destined for, like, it's literally written in by the fates, like, he is fated to be great and be one of the greatest heroes, like, you will only hold him back. So right. and, like, sully his, his... Yeah, 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 yeah. And yeah. Actually, if you do look at it from her perspective in that way, because obviously we're reading it from Patrocles... I said yeah. it weird, but there you go. From his Say perspective, and obviously, yeah. yeah. And like you're you're reading their relationships, so you see it um, from their perspective and their emotions. But from just um, his mom, she's like, "No, do not ruin this for my son. Like this is his yeah. whole thing. From the beginning of his existence, he was supposed to just be this great legend. So you will ruin this, and I know that you're a mere mortal. You cannot do anything. And she already hates mortals. So yeah, that's true. So. With that conversation that we're kind of in in mind, uh, another question from the back of the book was, what do you think are the reasons behind Thetis's opposition to Patroclus? Yeah, um, I think a lot of it for what I would understand was um, him being a complete mortal was like the worst thing for her. Like, I think she was like, you are just not going to be it. So I think some of that, too, is the fact that Thetis loved Achilles so fiercely um and I think it probably completely pained her that he was also mortal and I know there was some conversation too kind of in the beginning of how she was going to try to get him to become a god um I think that like she didn't want to face the fact that she was going to eventually lose her son because of his mortality and so I think that Patroclus also threatened the possibility of him one wanting even to become a god and even just like the possibility of achilles becoming a god in itself that's fair also we were just kind of talking about when the prophecies finally like revealed to patroclus Mm -hmm. and achilles that the best of the greeks will die uh in troy and da 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 but didn't one of you just say that um she mentioned that thetis mentioned something about uh somebody died like obviously hector dying before achilles but yeah but it was said in a different way so maybe she hated 
Patroclus from the beginning because she knew that once no. he, that once he died, her her son would die. I think she I had a vision later on that it was that the, he wasn't. Yeah. Okay. The greatest Greek, like the greatest Greek prophecy, came later. That was a mm-hmm. new one that he, like, she showed up on the shores of Troy and was like, "There is a new one." Yeah. Because I think at that point that was when it was pretty much a stalemate, and they were just fighting right. every day, and they had been there for like ten years. Okay. Okay. Um, I'm misremembering. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, so cool. that one was like separate from it because I know the prophecy was specific to Achilles will not come home from Troy, and he is going to die after Hector dies. Also, I think a lot of, uh, wasn't she, like, obviously Achilles is uh, half mortal. Um, wasn't she, like, raped? Wasn't that what that was? Yeah. Yeah. Was yeah. So I do believe that she just do be hating mortals. Um, yeah, that's Because fair. that happened to her. And then also now she has this son that she loves so much, which is, you know, a little bit of, like, mama drama, like, um, mm-hmm. mommy issues yeah. that she's having as well, where she's like, I love yeah. you so much, but this also came out of a bad thing that happened to me. Yeah. And I hate right, all yeah. mortals, and I love you so much, and now this mortal is going to try and come and take you from me? No. Yeah. Right. And I yeah, think that was a lot true. of her, yeah, aggression towards him. And I think, too, is, like, she is very focused on this legacy of his, yeah. and he has to have this legacy, because, like, if anything the only thing you will ever have is the name that will be carried down through songs through stories um so i mean once he does die the only memory that she will have of him is through his legacy and so she wants everyone else to remember him too so patroclus can't keep him from going to troy patroclus can't distract him when he is at troy because he has to fight and he has to be the best fighter there and all of that it's like so it makes me wonder if she would have hated if she if achilles had like been with a woman because then he like later on he for she forced the union between um achilles and that one girl at the island it was like that was kind of also weird for me because thetis like wanted to hide achilles away because she didn't want him to die but at the same time she was so hardcore about him having name like just passed on and on and on i definitely think that she wanted him to have a child and so yeah, the way to be with dot I don't know diamedia whatever um, yeah. like to do <laughs> that for me it was kind of or I, it seemed like kind of a double like killing two birds with one stone because yeah. it was trying to get him away from Patrocles and then also trying to carry on his name so yeah I think that was okay. her intention there well at that point didn't she know that I mean she obviously knew that every that all the Greeks wanted to take Achilles. To Troy. Yeah. That's why she yeah. was hiding him at, at Skyros. Which sure. I think could also be why she forced that relationship with the princess I mean, from, yeah. from Skyros. Yeah. I, re- I, I yeah. just realized, guys, we skipped over the entire time where they were with Chiron in oh. the mountains. The time with Chiron was significant for... More reasons than just, like, it actually expanded their romantic relationship. But yeah. mostly, it it felt significant to the story because it was the only place that Thetis could not see them. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. That's true. So this was, like, the first time in Achilles' life that he was not being, like, monitored. Yeah. In a way. Like, uh, Chiron was different. Chiron knew. <laughs> yeah. Chiron, Chiron. Chiron was warned not to let Patroclus come and then was like, yeah, come along. 
Yeah. Like, no, <laughs> that was no. such he, a genius Chiron, moment. I, yeah. I love Chiron. He did not Me give too. a shit. He was just like, no, I'm going to teach you both. Like, yeah. I thought yeah, that. Rose sitting around the fire <laughs> in a cave. Having sex, I... you know. <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, like, the first time they have sex, I actually, like, found it so beautiful just the way she wrote it, it and so everything beautiful. yeah it was so beautiful it was so exciting um mm-hmm. but it was so like full of love and just like oh we're really doing this. this is really happening and i'm so happy about it and that was a really cool thing to read and like it felt yeah so real to me i know i listened to it but as i was listening to it i was like wow this is a really intimate moment for them and it's not like tacky or like anything Mm-mm. like that it was just a beautiful moment between them and it was a moment they finally got to share and they didn't even know that they were really getting there and that was really cool yeah i thought it was one of the most tasteful mm-hmm. and just like it was purely although it was sexual it was like very just romantic it was about the connection that they were like finally making between themselves and the fact that like this was years in the making so i also just loved that scene so much <laughs> yeah no that was the point too where i had texted sammy and i said no you have to start the book right now yeah like you have because i was like oh it like really is gonna go in this direction and it's wonderful okay 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 <laughs> like, no i remember i remember <laughs> the text i remember the text you sent me and you just go oh my god it's spicy and i was like oh my god there's, what I was like, oh, there's sex? What? Okay. I that, This whole book surprised me for a variety of reasons, but yeah. that particular scene, I was just like, oh, like, this is a, okay, it's a romance. Okay. Yeah. Real romance, not just, like, unrequited love and, you know. Yeah. So, I also, I don't know, I just think their whole time with Chiron, when they're learning about, like, medicine, that that's where, you know, later, mm-hmm. um, Patroclus has a better feeling about himself because of the medicine things that he learns with Chiron. He serves a different purpose when they're at Troy because he's healing these soldiers in a way that nobody else was because he got to spend that time with Chiron. And so he has a purpose outside of Achilles all of a sudden too. Right. Um, Yeah, when he can heal people. Oh, what were the fruits that he liked so yeah that was so cute he was like it's his birthday i want to bring he and like he got so many fancy presents brought up from his father and his mother and stuff and then patrick just went and like picked him some figs and it was so sweet that was really sweet that's when they had sex right it was right after that they had sex oh yeah i think i think it was i think it was i think yeah aphrodisiacs you know (laughs) also birthday sex (laughs) <laughs> true true there's a lot a lot adding up to that moment yes yeah so yes. then we're in skyros skyros <laughs> now we're in skyros diamia is that how we're we saying it daidamia 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 i think we should keep this part in sam and prost keep that part in um die could we call her die sure because I want I... her to die. I mean, I feel bad oh, for her. Oh, but... I was oh, thinking like oh. Princess Die, honestly. Princess Die. It's oh, good. Diana. I know, but still. I'm sorry. That got random. <laughs> but um, Skyros that threw so... me for a loop, I will say. but You know what threw me for a loop was Patrick her was... wanting to sleep with Patroclus. Dude, yeah, no, and... what threw me for a loop was him doing it. I was like, yeah, that yeah. me, sir. Why are you doing this? That's so rude. Yeah. Like, like. 
Like it was rude of Achilles to do it too, but I feel like it's a little weird to <laughs> put Patrick yourself in that position. Knew that like Achilles really at that point, I feel like he didn't have a choice, and yeah. Patroclus definitely did. Like he did oh, it 100%. very willingly, and did it ever come up in conversation? Like ever again? Uh, I don't think so. But I, I thought it was going to be talked about. No. Did Achilles no, know I don't think that? He ever no. knew. I don't think he ever found out. And I thought that was such an odd thing because I kept waiting for them to have a discussion about it and for Achilles to be like, dude, that was weird. Why'd you do that? But yeah. it never happened. I think so. Why do you think he did that? Why? What do you think there was like more than just, oh, I kind of want to see what a vagina feels like? No. Um, no, not at all. I don't think it was. I don't think any element of, that, uh-uh. of it was that. I think it was purely. Patroclus is very empathetic. I think he was being empathetic yeah. towards uh, Princess Di. And mm-hmm. also, I think he was just fucking angry that Achilles yeah. did it. Yeah. And I think he I think wanted... He... Oh, go ahead. Like, I think he also wanted to... He was like, oh, Achilles had this experience. I also want to, like, share this and, like, kind of have this moment to relate to Achilles, too. I think in it's a way. kind of like that, but I think it's more that... He wanted to do it to be able to see if it made him feel like the way he feels when he was with Achilles. Yeah, yeah. So that he could then apply it to, okay, Achilles really meant it when he said that it did not mean anything. That's true. That's a good point. Yeah, I think for him, he's basically thinking like, my boyfriend just slept with someone else. And now I'm going to do it with the same person because he hurt me. And now I'm going to do it even if I don't tell him because he hurt me and I want him to feel that. Right. Yeah. So that's, that's why I was that's surprised good. that he never told him, though, because I was like, you yeah. did it. And then you didn't actually tell him. But can because we I think talk? he realized oh, because I think after he did it, he realized it wasn't the same at all. Yeah. And I think that's like I'm saying, yeah. I think that's he was yeah. trying to prove that point to himself, like solidify that to himself, that when Achilles was saying, like, it was not the same, it what like it meant nothing, da, 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 you know, because yeah. like it. it Achilles even explains that like Thetis led the woman, the girl to her to his room and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. But uh, then, of course, you know we have to talk about the famous quote on page one thirty four, where he says, uh, "What had Princess Di thought would happen? I wondered when she had her woman dance. Her women dance for me. Had she really thought?" I would not know him. I could recognize him yeah. by touch alone, by smell. I would know him blind by the way his breaths came and his feet struck the earth. I would know him in death at the end of the world. Like, come on. Yeah. Madeline Miller just Madeline Miller really, ripping my heart yeah. out. <laughs> so they talk so much about Achilles' fate and everything. And so I didn't know, I guess, how that worked because I guess technically everyone has a fate, but they only talk about Achilles. And so I was like, oh, do only like the heroes or like the demigods or like the half like divine or partly divine get these um, fates, but or these destinies. But it's like, what was Patroclus's role? Like, was his like intertwining with Achilles also written in the stars per se? Because it's, like, so much of what you read about them and their connection and their intimacy is, like, they were just destined to be with each other and to live their lives together. So it's, like, okay, what was Patroclus's destiny in... Because, like, obviously Achilles is being this great warrior and, so like, soldier, but, like, what 
if the fates had written one for Patroclus, like what would it have been? Would it have been about Achilles or his role in the Trojan War? In a lot of regards, people describe Patroclus as like like Achilles' other half, half. the one with reasoning. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Which is clear, like later in Troy, when he has issues, when Achilles has issues with Agamemnon and stuff like that. But yeah. Um. So I think in a lot of ways. Patroclus's role in Achilles' life is to balance him out, bring him back down to earth. Yeah, not humble yeah. him per se, but like yeah, out balance out his his like over ambition. Yeah, I think I'll humble him actually. Yeah, like yeah. kind of. Yeah, I would say I wouldn't I wouldn't discount that. I would definitely say he does humble him because everyone else is putting Achilles on this pedestal constantly, and I feel like yeah. the reason why like Pe- Patroclus is surprising is because he does kind of humble him and be like, you're great, but also, come on, let's come back down to Earth now. Yeah. Patroclus is the only one who sees Achilles for more than, like, his big name of Achilles, you know? He's like, no, 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 he's also this beautiful That Also, can we just talk about Odysseus finally showing up? And it's like, oh, hey, I know his name. Like, that's Odysseus. Like, I mean, I knew Achilles, but... (laughs) No, I know, I also knew it. (laughs) <laughs> I know, but like it was also exciting when like he showed up t- looking for them, you know. And I was like, "Oh my god, wait, I know him!" And I was, like it was yeah. exciting, like reading another name and being like, "Hey," and like I know what's gonna happen after this war. Like you're gonna have a fucking awful time, dude. Yeah, but, for yeah. Real. trying to get okay. back to whatever the name Ithaca. Ithaca. I got. I got. I got there. I got there. Yeah, I know. Yeah, when we find out what um, Achilles like the prophecy of his life is then i was like oh okay okay i think i'm more familiar with the direction that this is going to go in than i originally thought i was like okay Mm -hmm. but and and then i was thinking you know how strange it is to like even if you did know right what what achilles stories is Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. how strange it is to reveal the ending of the book in the middle of the book right yeah Yeah. i was like oh well way to tell us that hector's gonna die and then Achilles is gonna die like okay because I but I think it was a smart I mean obviously right that, that's how the story yeah. went but yeah. I think it was a smart narrative choice as mm-hmm. well mm-hmm. because I read it I read the whole book in one sitting so I didn't have a lot of time to think right and it's pro- mm-hmm. probably pretty obvious with the way that I'm like understanding things post reading yeah. <laughs> it um but I think that part the 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 part of my brain that knew what was going to happen was waiting the whole time the rest of the book i'm waiting for any encounter between achilles and hector yeah and i think that's why the like overall end of the book which we'll get to in a little bit shocked the hell out of me because i was yeah i was so focused like tunnel vision on waiting for achilles to have a moment with hector Mm -hmm. right yeah, that's fair. I guess that would really throw you off, too. The only reason I knew, like, couldn't be it was because Book Talk drilled into you, like, how saddening and just depressing and shocking the end was. So I was like, no, but, like, that, there has to be more because we literally, like, it, they just told us what's going to happen. So, like, that cannot be it. See, there I was guess more. I guess my there like pro- the processing <laughs> part of my brain was like, oh well, the shocking part was that they're in love. That shocked me, and then the oh, hurt part oh. is 
they're gonna it's like another 170 pages of them being even more in love with each other and dedicated to each other and then we know that this devastating thing is gonna happen and that's devastating and then it wasn't like that at all it was worse yeah well you have to understand sam you also read it so fast so there wasn't any time for you to take a second (laughs) yeah it was just four hours of just intense journey so Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, yeah <laughs> you were obviously gonna feel it yeah 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 it broke me in a way i was sobbing like wh- i'm not gonna jump ahead and we're not gonna discuss the very end yet but right. i was absolutely fucking sobbing because i because based off of his prophecy i was expecting achilles to to die before patroclus so i mean <laughs> well did you not just reveal the ending <laughs> well but it, i'm assuming if if somebody's listening to this goddamn yeah. podcast i would hope that spoiler they have read alert. the book we said yeah. it's not a spoiler free zone i know i know <laughs> true there was a disclaimer <laughs> yeah yeah this is your last warning after yeah, i revealed the ending <laughs> yeah but even knowing that though even knowing that you could still read the book and be shocked like even if you stopped That's here true. you could still read the book and be like wait what? what? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um. People are saying that. Well, Thetis mostly was has mm-hmm. kind of planted this, at least in Patroclus's brain, that Patroclus being like his story intertwining with Achilles' story is going to darken Achilles' honor in the end. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um. And so, in response to that, while Patroclus and Achilles are talking about that, Achilles, uh, Achilles says. Patroclus, I have given enough to them. I will not give them this. Like meaning that he, he won't give up their relationship, like their love for mm-hmm. right. Even at the sake of his own legacy, which the romance is just love that. Actually, yeah, I love the line after it too, where it all it, the narrator just goes. After that, there was nothing more to say, and that is just like the end of that scene. And I love yeah. that. I yeah. love that yeah. part. And then Patroclus thinks thinks about life without Achilles and he decides there is no life without Achilles. As soon as Achilles leaves this earth, he has no reason to stay on it. And so he becomes like, okay, like he comes to acceptance, I guess, of Achilles' fate by being like, okay, that's my fate too. So like if he's gone, then I'm gone. And he kind of gets over that emotional turmoil of shit we have to sail to troy and he is not going to come back from troy with like okay i won't come back either like that's i guess so for me (laughs) right for me the like i think also because i was going so fast but Mm -hmm. i think that having that set in i was like it really solidified to me that achilles is gonna die first like like (laughs) it was it was like oh okay okay well yeah and that's and so i was thinking oh so the like devastating part is like Achilles dying and then Patroclus choosing to to not live anymore either. Okay, I just have to say, but then they start talking about like, well, no, like Achilles, like we can get around this because I only die after Hector, so I just won't kill Hector, and it's like I just won't kill him, and that's fine. And so it's like it's an obvious solution. We'll just I just will not kill Hector, and so at that moment, I was like, I started thinking why down the line what could possibly make achilles kill hector there is only one thing that would make achilles kill hector and so at that moment i was like oh shit there's that is (laughs) yeah my brain didn't work like that (laughs) 
Yeah, there's <laughs> only one thing that would drive Achilles to do that. So, yeah. And I was like, oh, that is not, that that will destroy me. It will, and like, even seeing it ahead of time, it still was not fun to read. <laughs> On that note, we get, like, some foreshadowing also with, um, yeah. <clears throat> like, Achilles and Agamemnon not getting mm-hmm. along since like from yeah. the get-go like from yeah. the mo- from the moment that Agamemnon comes with Odysseus to uh Skyros, Skyros. pretty much yeah yeah we're like okay we know Agamemnon's a dick mm-hmm. I was also like okay Agamemnon I know that name and then I was like I don't really know that name but I know the name yeah. you know <laughs> yeah. yeah that's how I felt <laughs> so I was like I, I don't I don't really know I... anything about what's gonna happen very obviously yeah. he's a dick which that was the only thing that got that <laughs> that I guess like f- worked as foreshadowing in my brain when I was yeah. reading was I was like, yeah. all right, this guy is very rude. He's rude to Odysseus too, which is yeah. weird considering they're like boating together and such. And then um, that random scene where Agamemnon like sacrifices a girl, yeah. his I daughter? Question mark. Yes, it was his daughter. I think yeah. it is important to talk about that scene because that was the first time that Achilles saw death. And it Ooh. shocked him. And yeah. it, it w- and then at that point, so then, because, so he, she was sacrificed because there was no wind and there was something obviously keeping them from continuing on to Troy. And so they were stuck on this beach for forever. And the men were, like, losing hope, and it was getting really frustrating, and things were stinky and gross and blah, blah, blah. So Ag- Agamemnon says that he's going to marry Achilles. Oh, Agamemnon says that his daughter is going to marry Achilles, and that's going to be, like, that's going to be the um, tribute or whatever to whatever god or It was whatnot. either Athena or Artemis. I can't remember. I think it might have been Athena, because it was about it was war and battle so yeah and so like i thought that was like really fucked up i was like oh that's sad like patrick literally has to watch him get married like that's messed up and then and then it was worse and then it was (laughs) way worse yeah much much worse yeah and then achilles he felt so bad because he was like there was nothing i could do to stop it like what happened he was shocked after that he was covered in her blood because he was standing right next to her and Mm -hmm. That was his first taste of death. And he started to kind of rethink. He's like, how am I going to do this? How am I supposed to go to Troy and be this warrior that's going to kill a shit ton of people? He was like, I don't know if I want to do this. I don't know if I can do this. And then there's that interesting conversation when they finally do get back on the boat. And Achilles asks Patroclus about killing and what it feels like to kill because he and then that's like because i had kind of forgotten that patroclus killed somebody and yeah and like i just thought i thought that was a really juxtaposition of like this great warrior going to battle who has never killed anyone yet and then this his partner who's like pales in comparison to him but he has this kind of one up on him this experience that achilles doesn't have and which is in a w- kind weird of way, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I, I thought that was a really interesting conversation for them to have, and it meant I think it complicated their like not in like a bad way, but it just made their relationship and like appreciation for each other a little more complex and deep. Because then Patroclus also was starting to think he was like, how am I gonna love him? Like, how do I continue loving him if he's 
killing people left and right and like is he the same achilles if he's has to kill people and like is it going to break him is this like he will no longer be the same achilles if he has to go and kill a bunch of people before we move on to discuss the end of the book let's listen to a quick word about the brand sponsoring today's episode this episode is brought to you by fx's the veil starring elizabeth moss FX's The Veil is an international spy thriller that follows two women as they play a deadly game of truth and lies on the road from Istanbul to Paris and London. One woman has a secret, and the other has a mission to reveal it before thousands of lives are lost. FX's The Veil, now streaming, only on Hulu. Okay, uh, so, Troy. Yes. The only part of this book that I did not necessarily love was how quickly the passage of time occurred in Troy. Yeah. yeah. It felt uh, very yeah. rushed. It was like they turned 27 or some shit in yeah, Troy. Yeah, they said 10 years. They, they made them much older very quick. And I was like, oh, wow, we really did move very fast. Okay. And it really messes with my ability to try to cast people like actors as the character yeah. while I'm reading because yeah. suddenly they went from being like 13 to being 27 and I was like oh well that has to switch actors you can't just play that one out yeah yeah I think, exactly I do have to say though I think it really because like the whole issue by the end of the battle was that 10 years had passed and nothing had happened nothing had moved nothing had changed so it was like there was kind of no way around it because there was nothing to talk about in those yeah. 10 years. I agree it was her only option. I just, as a reader, I think it was like, it oh, was hard. Wow, yeah. okay, now we're adults. We're like full it's adults like, now. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Well, I guess, okay. 10 years, all right. Well, yeah. that's 10 years of romance I would have liked to read, honestly. Like, I, know. <laughs> I feel like we kind of got gypped in that regard just slightly. I, I would have liked more, but. I respect yeah. the, the fact that it was a 10-year-long war <laughs> to fit in one novel. Yeah. We will uh, talk about different oh. roles that they kind of fell into when they got there. Um, like Achilles, like obviously he, the first battle, it was all of a sudden he had to kill. And he realized coming back that that was what he was destined to do. And he did have that power and just that natural ability to do it. And I think that kind of also shocked Patroclus a little bit. Not um, even the first battle. They were still on the boat. Yeah, oh, that's yeah. true. That's and he, true. Yeah. he threw a, he threw like a spear into somebody's yeah. chest. And then he Ooh, just started doing that. it. And everybody was yeah. like, oh. And, it was, and okay. it was just kind of like, I think also the juxtaposition between uh, the first person that Patroclus, now I'm saying Patroclus, the first person that Patroclus... <laughs> ever kills right that was like so yeah. detailed not like super detailed because he kind of blacked out but that was like yeah. detailed versus the way that achilles is regarded doing it is the spear goes through his chest and then he grabs another one and he does it again you know it, yeah. it was very he's a machine it's, yeah it, he's yeah, very yeah. mechanical with the way that he because he's he's born to be this this soldier yeah yeah. This literally yeah, was happens. his destiny. He was supposed to be everyone expects him to be an absolute legend in war yeah. and he is. So this yeah. is exactly what he was supposed to be and he just does it so naturally and so easily. Yeah. But and he I didn't think... know he could until he yeah. got there. And yeah. And then Patrick saw it. 
And it was like, yeah. oh, shit, this is like I have he has been my other half, my person for all of these years now. And then I'm seeing this part of him that like he still had to kind of wrap his head around. So Agamemnon is a dick. Part two. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. just continues, just gets worse. Yeah, he just continues yeah. to get worse. But perhaps like the thing that make made me the angriest didn't happen yet so i'm gonna skip over that but uh it does have to do with brie's character yeah i really love her i think she's a very beautiful solid character yes i agree yeah and i loved her relationship with patroclus because i think like she in the way that patroclus put achilles on a pedestal i think she kind of put patroclus like worshiped not worshiped him, but like appreciated him in the same way right. that Patroclus appreciated Achilles. No, yeah. I think you're absolutely right. Yeah, and yeah. she definitely thinks of Patroclus being better than Achilles. Oh, 100%. Yeah. By a long shot. Yeah. And that is is mostly to do with the character of both of them. Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah. Not so mm-hmm. because because it, it as we know, like Achilles is the best of the Greeks. Yeah. Um, and so in that regard, people are like, oh, my God, it's Achilles, you know? Yeah. But Briseis sees Patroclus for himself, like, who he is, yeah. which I think is and an like, interesting perspective. And it's a huge difference because he, like, he also kind of takes on this role of the healer and, like, doctor of the camp. And yeah. so, like, it's interesting to see, like, these two men go start their days in the out of the same bed out of the same tent patrick goes to heal people and achilles goes to kill people and I, it's just like and then they come back and they sleep in the same bed in the same tent again and so it's like it's interesting like on paper it would almost seem like patrick and brie would just make such a better companionship and pairing and i think patrick also kind of starts to see that but there's nothing he can do to help like his entanglement and feelings for Achilles. So even though there's definitely a part of him that wants to want Brie more, there's nothing he can do to change that. I think also part of Briseis's love for Patroclus revolves around the fact that ultimately it was his decision to save her and the other girls yeah. who have been kidnapped into the and taken yeah. captive in their mm-hmm. camp. Because, like, it, it was literally Patroclus who told Achilles, like, claim her, claim her. Because yeah. Agamemnon or somebody else in this group is going to take her and they're going to hurt her. Yeah. And in that regard, I think, not to be Stockholm syndrome but also could be a it little was, bit of that. Yeah. Like, if yeah. you're going to be real about it, like, mm-hmm. at least him, Patroclus being her captor, was, to some degree he he's like the soft one you know he like saved her even though he's still yeah yeah Yeah. even though she's not free she's still technically a prisoner of the camp can i can i make a really funny comparison right now that this just sparked up in my brain 
So it's like that the misplaced affection that you have for someone that like saves your life or helps you or whatever. And it's like, oh, shit, do I actually like like them? Or do I just really appreciate the fact that they like helped me and took care of me? And that makes me think of the iCarly episode when (laughs) Freddie saves a car like saves Carly from something. And obviously, Freddie was in love with Carly for forever. And then after like, Freddie's in bed with broken arm, like broken limbs. Carly's like, oh my God, and kisses him because she's like, I like you now. And like, how have I not seen this? But it was actually just the fact that Freddie saved her. So I completely forgot about that episode until you started (laughs) recounting it to me. And I was like, whoa, that's crazy. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So that's kind of what it like. It was like, okay. So at first it was like, oh my God, I love you. I like, you saved my life and I owe you everything. But it's like, oh, wait, no, that's not romantic feelings. That's not actually love. So what you're trying to say is iCarly is based off of the Song of Achilles. Yeah, the entire series. Copied and pasted that iCarly episode. I think iCarly came out after this book was published. Oh, shit. Or no, it might have been the exact same time. How old is this book? It's from like 2011, I think. 2012. Oh, I was close. So it, she might have been writing this book one night back in 2011, 2010, whatever, flipping through the channels, and that episode ter- came on, and it inspired her. So perhaps the biggest thing that helps to turn the course of the novel is Agamemnon being a dick and Achilles having yeah. too much pride. Agamemnon- He took he... Perseus. He took Perseus, and he also took another woman, like a priest of Apollo, I think. And he refused to give her back, even though, like, he was warned. Yeah, yeah, even though then he was warned that, like, great things would befall, like, terrible things would come to and happen because of that. And everyone was like, God damn, Agamemnon, Agamemnon, just give her back. Like, you have other women here. Just get over it. And then all the like the plagues were happening, the and it was just a total shit show in the camp. And so that's right. when things kind of started to the turn the tides started to turn. This is like potentially the biggest conflict, I'll say. At, at least in the end of the novel, it's like the biggest conflict besides mm-hmm. besides dealing with Hector. But it's the notion that Achilles doesn't want to look weak. Mm-hmm. In a lot of ways, and so it's like it's like a big staring contest, basically, between Achilles and Agamemnon of who's gonna mm-hmm. cave first, mm-hmm. and is Agamemnon gonna give back the girl, or is Achilles gonna actually go back and fight? Because Achilles is avoiding fighting. This is when Odysseus and everyone they kind of go to talk to him and be like, "Hey, man, so it's been ten years. Everyone wants to go home." Like, we're just waiting on you to kill Hector. Like, we Mutiny. all know you just got to kill Hector. Mutiny. And, <laughs> yes, honestly. And they're they're like, um, can you just, like, get on with it? Because, but they don't realize that means, like, he will die after. Right. I don't think, they're not aware of his prophecy. Right. So, they're like, yeah, you just got to kill Hector. Like, what are you dragging your feet for? And so now it's like this... Now, this thing that he was able to avoid for 10 years, and it's like, maybe we can escape it. Maybe we can get away with not killing him, and then I won't die. And Patrickus was like, and maybe I won't lose Achilles. And then all of a sudden, it's like, very much apparent that this war will not end 
unless Achilles kills Hector. Well, it's right. interesting, too, because you can definitely see their perspective change because at first it mm-hmm. seems like, oh, this could be a win-win. Like, we could do this. We could, like, go against the fates. Um, yeah. And then it, you can definitely tell when it switches to, oh, this isn't over. We can't escape our fate. This is actually yeah. what's happening. And that's that's hard to to listen. Well, I listened to it. It was hard to listen to because I was like, oh, this is when they're realizing that th- they can't escape it. And that's hard. And and also realizing that in waiting so long, Achilles, like, changed how he would be remembered. Because, like, it was then that shift of, like, all of a sudden he's remembered that more people died because he was dragging his feet. And he wasn't, like, getting the job done. And he wasn't this, like, great warrior that could go and kill Hector because he waited 10 years to do it. So that that shift when all of a sudden everything has been about his legacy and stuff and then his mom she tells him that he's no longer going to be the one to end the battle of troy and um he's no longer going to be the he's no longer the greatest of the greeks that his son is which is bizarre because i completely like all because like that weird transition like passage of time is like oh, well, yeah, now they're 27, but then the last we had ever heard about Achilles having a son was, like, he had to have sex with Diomedia, Nadia, or whatever. Diomedia. So then it's like, oh, so it's like, oh shit, well, his son is actually, like, kind of grown now, too. And I forgot about him, and so now, not only did is, like, Achilles, like, gonna die, he's realizing his legacy isn't gonna be the same as it originally could have been. Which, of course, leads to... Patroclus being like, okay, well, if you don't want to go out there and fight, then I can just go pretend that you're going to go yeah. out there and fight and I'll be you. And- but he did it. Yeah, he did it for his legacy. He couldn't let, he was watching Achilles literally ruin everything, not only for everyone there fighting, but also just for his own good. He was like, I cannot allow you to sacrifice your legacy because you are just so fucking stubborn. I honestly think that Patroclus's will to do like to go into battle in place of Achilles wasn't even so much about his legacy. It was also because literally nobody else wanted to keep fighting and yeah. the rest of the people of Troy were threatening the actual walls of uh the camp. The camp. Yeah. So yeah. if they if they did not fight back, they would just be overtaken and nobody yeah. wanted to fight without Achilles because it was like a morale kind well, of it was- thing. It was all of everyone else's men were fighting except for the men that came from Achilles' land. So it was they needed those numbers and just the sight of Achilles would give them the like, yeah, okay, let's do it. Let's do it. Like our our man Achilles is going. Patrocles was like, as soon as they see you, they'll run. And And then Achilles got on board and he was like, you will not do anything you're not going to fight anyone because as soon as they see you throw a spear or do anything they're gonna know it's not me and just the sight of me will keep them from coming close to you so like do not go out there and get yourself killed just go out pretend to be me and then come back and And then what does he do then he he got power hungry and was (laughs) enjoying the hype he was getting from everybody which i feel like makes complete sense from going his daddy issues i feel like are so (laughs) evident in this moment because he (laughs) 
literally he runs out there and he's like oh they think i'm him and yeah. he throws that spear and he just feels it and he's like it did it it, it went it really went far and it went it was but it went through someone it killed someone yeah, yeah. and yeah. he killed someone and i think in that moment he was like everything that i've thought of myself and everyone else thought of myself except for achilles um was wrong mm-hmm. i could do this i could do that like i could fix everything i think in that moment he thought like he just got yeah you're right too power hungry yeah well and but also like, even- he was literally like like everybody thinks only achilles could be this good yeah. you know they right. even achilles. nobody yeah even achilles, even achilles. In, in a lot of yeah. ways when it comes to fighting like patroclus yeah. is very much the 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 humble like medicine minded yeah, kind of guy opposite. yeah yeah and and in this moment patroclus is like oh yeah i also trained with chiron and i also learned to mm-hmm. spar and i also know how to pick up his beer and I may yeah. not be the best, but in this moment, I am the best because people think I'm Achilles. And if, if Achilles throws yeah. a spear and it kills somebody, that's the best possible outcome. And then he kept going and he did more than just, he went further than he was supposed to. And he goes all the way to the walls of Troy because he was like, I can do this. I'm going to actually finish this war. And I'm going to get over these impenetrable walls. Oh, and then Apollo kills him. Or it tells somebody to kill him. Hector kills Patroclus. Oh, yeah. Because that's why Achilles wants to kill Hector. Because Hector right, killed the love of his life. This was the whole time where I didn't actually mark anything, I don't think. Because I couldn't fucking see properly. Yeah, because yeah. I was just bawling my eyes out. I was just out. about to say, I, was, I think I forgot those pages leading up to when Achilles, like, found out so someone else is gonna have to explain how he found out because i don't think i remember <laughs> that um, i think i blocked that out i mean i didn't they didn't somebody bring his body back to camp yeah, yeah. i think he saw his yeah. body and then he just like fell apart and like held him for days and brought him in i remember he brought him and put him on the bed and like slept next to him and yeah, yeah and he kept he, there was one line and it was saying how um he kept like putting his hand to his mouth like he kept just putting Patroclus's hand to his mouth all night. And what would what was so bizarre is the entire rest of the book after Patroclus died was still through Patroclus's perspective. Um, it's in their culture that unless the body has been buried properly, then uh-huh. your soul it remains restless. You cannot go to yeah, the yeah yeah. But so that's why it's still in his perspective because he's still there. I know, but wait, what? I, know, I but thought like, it was. I thought it was in his perspective because the entire thing was told from him being dead. Well, like I thought th- it continues in his perspective up until the end of the book because in that moment, uh, he's finally. I mean, at the very end, right? Uh, he finally he has finally... his name on the grave, which means yeah. that he's allowed to pass through to the underworld. Like I realized that later on when that's kind of more explained, but like right when his body like even was like okay like Patroclus describing Achilles holding his de- his own dead body and like Patroclus watching Achilles hold his dead body was just like one of the most painful things to read yeah. Yeah. and like even the stench and like the way he was bringing the body around with like it was oh my god and like that was insane to have to read and then finally when Achilles was like, okay, we're gonna end this. I think Achilles just gets to a point where he's like, we, like, it, it's time. Uh, no, Briseis comes into the tent and she's like, oh. we gotta, we gotta, we gotta put him on the pyre. Like we gotta, we gotta yeah. burn his body. 
And so at that point, Achilles is, is you know, he, he gathers up, helps gather up the ashes from... Oh, wait, before this, though. Yeah. Um, Brie comes back, and she's coming up to, like, clean the body. Yeah. And Achilles is, is like, no, 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 don't touch him. Like, don't, oh, yeah. don't, oh, do, yeah. do not You're touch right. him. And she's right. like, you ne- like, you do not deserve him. You never deserved him. He was mm-hmm. always better than oh, you. And he's yeah. like, and he just keeps being like, get out, get out. Leave me yeah. alone with him. I just want to be alone with him. And she's like, you are not the only one who loved him. And he's oh, like, yeah. you did not love him. And like, he just is so angry and he's like just get out like it is such an interesting scene between these two characters who had so much love for Petrocles mm-hmm. and you don't and you, obviously you're still hearing the story from Petrocles's perspective and he's just laying there and like these two people that he loves so deeply are just mm-hmm. like so angry at each other and I, that mm-hmm. scene just really like hit me for some reason like that one really got me because then she too accused Achilles of like letting him go out there and do that. Uh huh. Like yeah, he, she, she was like, "Why did you Achilles let him?" For, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, like, and you then let she, him die. Yeah, yeah. And he was like, "I I tried to get him to stay," and she was yeah. like, "No, you know he did this for you, and you know yeah. that, and that's why he was better." Oh than yeah, that broke. Me. Yeah, and Achilles yeah. when that. Achilles like when Achilles realized it was kind of his fault, that's when it like. Mm-hmm. absolutely destroyed me i was like oh no that is- yeah because at the end of the day the only reason patroclus went out there was because achilles was being prideful and asked yeah, 100%. yeah. He, he was being a toddler he was not ready to admit to himself that it was his mm-hmm. fault and yeah. so for this other girl to come in and tell him that knowing how much that patroclus loved her and mm-hmm. how much she loved mm-hmm. him and how much different things would be if Achilles wasn't there. He knew all of this. So to be right. told yeah. this by her was really a big hit to him because he did know it, but he just could not admit it. And to be told that was so, so hurtful. But like mm-hmm. she was just so angry and everyone, there's yeah. so much anger in there. And then it's just so sad. You're already so sad and everyone's mad. It's a really tragic way to read that. So many emotions. <laughs> so many emotions. Mm-hmm. And then Achilles kills Hector. Whoop de doo. We saw that one coming. It well, was not Achilles as exciting. battled. He had to battle like the river monster thing first. And but he was, was in like, such a stage of grief that he was just like, I don't fucking care. Was, yeah. Obviously, he's oh, not going to die on his way to killing Hector. He's oh, not going to no, die until not. after Hector's but, killed. Yeah. So he's like, fuck it. <laughs> and he doesn't I care know, about living what? anymore. He's like, just kill me. Yeah. No. Yeah. And then. And he was so terrible, too. He dragged Hector's body all around yeah. the walls of Troy. Oh, he brought was it so back gross about it. Yeah. yeah. He was so gross about it. And he refused to give Hector's body back to And they even um, said that, like, Hector's his own dad. people. Yeah. And they even said, yeah, like, like, Achilles' own people. Back. Yeah, yeah. They were, like, they said something about them being, like, tight-lipped and looking at him sideways because they were, like, okay, yeah. okay, stop. You're done. You know? Yeah. So yeah. that was interesting. Poor sport. Didn't, yeah. didn't he... Didn't he end up giving the body back to the dad? Yeah, in in the okay. end, I think he did, but like he kept it there, and he was not being a very good Greek in that sense. Right, uh, not very yeah. honorable. The, yeah, well, yeah, and in the same regard, he was kind of like trying to say, "No, I don't want he- Hector to get to go through to the underworld. I want his yeah. his spirit to just be adrift." This is gonna be really terrible to say, but I don't remember Achilles dying. Everything, the whole story was over for me at that point. What, how did Achilles die? Was it Paris who shot him? Yeah, Paris shot him. Yeah. Right. Right. And it was Paris who, sh- um, with the bow and arrow shot 
Achilles. Achilles, which makes sense. And then he says the famous line, when I'm dead, I charge you to mingle our ashes and bury them together. Which, <laughs> crying face yeah. emoji. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, that got me. Because it, yeah. I was already grieving the fuck out of Patroclus at this point, mm-hmm. obviously. And then, like, you know, Achilles dying at that point, I was like, oh, I thought that was already going to happen. But, I mean, he was kind of an ass. Yeah, it was still sad, but he was kind of an ass. And, like, now it's, like, too little too late. But that that did get me. Because also, like, that was true. (laughs) Like, I went and I was like, oh, was this, like, something, like, a a fictional thing that Madeline Miller threw in there? And I was like, nope, it was true. That's what he did. No, and then... Can we talk about, so, like, I'm in this deep state of sadness and grief, and then Achilles' little shit son comes yeah. over, oh, and yeah. so to have, like, this furious hatred for this new character, while also grieving the death, like, those two deaths, and just the this, this death of this story that we've been, like, reading, and this love story, it was so sad, and then to have him go, no, you're not burying them together. You, we will not let that tarnish my father's legacy. Blah, yeah. blah, blah. And then even Odysseus going to talk to him and be like, um, you, like, excuse me, little man-child boy. Like, you need to let them be buried together. This, These were his dying wishes. And they were inseparable and they were each other's better halves. Like, and then he was just like, no. That no. He was, yeah, that was a really hard because you were coming down from this like intense grief, right? Because mm-hmm. you're really feeling mm-hmm. these characters' death. And um, as I talked about earlier, like the aggression earlier of um, Brie with Achilles mm-hmm. just like being so angry. And then finally things like kind of start to sort of settle down. And then all of a sudden this guy, like this kid just comes in and yeah. you're like, who even are you? Get out of town. Like literally go mm-hmm. away. You have, no- you've never known him. Like, you know, he of your father, but you don't know who he is. When he comes in, he comes in with his like arrogance of like, I know what my oh, father yeah. needs. And like, I have his best intentions in mind. And it's like, no, you don't, you have no idea what he's been through. Or what, mm-hmm. a, like, Petroclus has been through with him. So um, that kid, he was really frustrating for me because I feel like we already went through so much emotional turmoil. Yeah, And then for exactly. him just to come in, I was like, oh, my God, stop. Like, I can't do you right now, too. On top of that, he kills Briseis. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. yeah. And her body is left adrift in the fucking sea, which yeah. is, like, another thing that uh, Petroclus, I think, mentions, too, where he's like, I, I hope that... Um, her gods like regard this ritual differently or something because yeah, she's yeah. not technically buried. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. God damn, yeah. man. Pyrrhus was a little fucking asshole and I was pissed. Like, wait, what's his name? Pyrrhus. Oh, that's it. That's it. Pyrrhus, right. Yeah. Pyrrhus the prick. Pyrrhus yep. the prick. That is true. Yeah. He's, uh, yeah. So when yeah, we find out that he dies, I was like, fuck yeah, he does. Karma, yeah. bitch. Like, yeah. absolute See, karma. It's so interesting because. Like, this huge battle, Troy, and everyone knows about the Trojan horse and, like, that part of the battle. And then to have it just cruised, like, brushed over so quickly at the end of, like, oh, yeah, they were the ones who came up with the horse and then the end of the war and yada, yada, yada. And it was like, oh, yeah. Like, this entire book that, like, really kind of led up to the Trojan War, but it wasn't really about it at all. And then the most famous part of it was just an afterthought to put in, kind of. And... Right which is just kind of like I mean, an interesting thought 
I feel like a lot of people would argue that Achilles dying was also probably a big part of the Trojan War. Yeah, yeah, that's true. But aside from the Trojan Wars, I'm I'm sure that the 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 everybody who worshipped like Achilles in general was like, oh wow, yeah, well, goddamn, yeah, that's true. Well, goddamn, well, goddamn, yeah. (laughs) So, Thetis at the end of the book, right? That was like I thought I was done like sobbing at that point right i was like yeah i mean uh, but my heart was tight because i'm thinking about the fact that patroclus's soul is just going to be forever wandering adrift yeah Yeah. and i was like god damn that's fucked up especially because one everything that happened and two achilles requesting specifically that their ashes be mingled together and they would Mm -hmm. have the same gravesite so I think one of the most interesting questions that was mentioned in the back of the book is in the final pages of the book, we learn more about Thetis. How does this affect our view of her? Because she comes mm-hmm. in and she's she's also sitting at uh, the gravesite of Achilles. with, mm-hmm. And she knows that, that Patroclus' soul is there. And she's like asking about the memories of mm-hmm. like to, to, to help solidify his legacy in a positive way. Right. right. And so this part really got to me because... I loved the fact that Patroclus knew Achilles more than just Achilles the warrior. He knew Achilles as a person and his, the music that he played and like just how he interacted with people and how their relationship was and the things they did. They ran and they played and they like, they had a childhood together. And so the way that Patroclus was telling these things to Thetis and just being like, he was so much more than just a warrior and it's important to me that he's not just remembered as a warrior because he did so much more than just kill people also he was super prideful towards the end and i'm sure she kind of wanted to erase that a little bit (laughs) yeah right right yeah and so it was like that part really made me emotional all over again frankly because it was like oh my god like patroclus like just loved him so deeply and like he was more than that but like we also kind of got really frustrated with Achilles near the end and then we got reminded of who they were in the earlier part of the book you know and so yeah that part and then obviously Thetis puts his name next to Achilles on the gravesite so which like after all of that how much she hated Patroclus and did not want them to be together after hearing all of that she was finally like, okay, you can be at rest, finally. Because I and... think at, at that point, too, she realizes that a lot of the the memories that Patroclus is, like, volunteering to give to her involve, mm-hmm. like, areas that Achilles wanted to kind of go astray and how mm-hmm. Patroclus actually kept him grounded. Yeah. So Which... I think she, like, started to recognize the role that Patroclus really started to play. Or, like, really played right. in... Especially when it came to to Troy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't, for me, I don't know if it changed my, like, full view of her. I think it, yeah, I think I, I, yeah, I I definitely didn't, like, (laughs) change everything for me at all. I think the, like, bad people can still have good moments. Um, Yeah. I was about to say that. Word for word. Yeah. I think um, she somehow had a reflecting moment where she was like you know what i know that he that like petrocles was really important to achilles like i know that 
Um, mm-hmm. And being able to sit there and know that he was dead and to know, like, she loved Achilles so much and she wanted, like, such yeah. great things for him. And she's, like, a grieving mother. And she's sitting there yeah. and she's like, you're dead now and I'm going to reflect on your life. And then I, I do know deep inside that Patroclus was really important to you. And so this is the right thing to do. But I don't think it's what she really wanted to do. She knew what was right and she did end up doing that. And I think that was really beautiful. But I don't think it changed my opinion of her, really. Yeah. yeah. Like, bad people can do a good thing that does not make them a good person. And I think that right. was, like, the key thing about Thetis in that last moment. I think my my honest opinion of that whole thing was, yeah, fuck right, you should do that. Like, yeah. exactly. Yeah. It's just the right thing to do. It doesn't Obviously. mean that it made you a good person. Yeah. Your son, yeah. who you say you loved so goddamn much, his dying wish, essentially was to be buried with Patroclus and have them be able to go to the underworld together. And for you to not, in his death, right, to not, oh, like, do that one thing for your son, that's fucked up. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and to yeah. claim you loved him and he's that legacy, the best of the Greeks and and all that bullshit, and then you wouldn't even give him the last thing that he ever asked you for. Like, come on. Uh, any final words before we go on to ratings, ladies? We have to talk about like the the actual title of the book, Song of Achilles, and the oh, fact that go like, for it. yeah, yeah. So I think, and like I think that essentially was about because the role that the liar played, which was brought with, it was Patroclus's mom's liar, yeah, and it was brought with him when he was like exiled because he had to like bring something for the king to be like, I'm not just a worthless piece of trash. Here's this nice thing, and then Achilles came to own it. And, and then, so, and at first Patroclus was kind of like resentful that he had his mom's lyre and then he listened to him play it and it was the most beautiful thing he had ever heard. And he was like, I think there were moments where he was like, if I could listen to him play this lyre for the rest of my life, like I would love that, you know? And so I think too, the song of Achilles was about that and like that part of him so like the title kind of comes i think from the other side of achilles that he's not so much remembered for and the side that patroclus got to see and the patroclus got to enjoy for those years am i am i just like imagining that they call it like a song when you tell the legend of somebody in greek mythology oh is it i think so in the audiobook there is um one part where Achilles is singing to Patroclus, and the the um narr- the reader does actually sing, and that's a fun oh, moment. <laughs> that is fun. Oh, yeah. We have reached the part of the episode where the three of us come up with a final overall rating for the book. Ratings are set to a five star scale, and will be averaged out between the three of us at the end. So, as Sammy and I had actually already read Achilles together for the first time a few weeks ago, I'm interested to hear Maya's score first. Uh, So, Maya, please give us your reasoning and then your rating for The Song of Achilles on a five-star scale, please. Okay, okay. So, I'm going to give it a four and a half, which I know, I know, I know. But I I do think... It's because, but it just makes me feel sad because I feel like if we summarize our final rating, it should be a five. Because I know you guys are both going to go with a five. Um, well, but for that. me, <laughs> <laughs> I think um, for me, like it was so so hyped up for me. Um, 
by yeah. not just you guys, but like everyone, like on Book Talk, like you're talking about, like everyone hypes it up so hard. It like they talk about how books, uh, this book is like the book of books that will break you and destroy you. Life changing. Yeah, that it is life changing. And so if you go into any book with that mentality, you're kind of really yeah. high expectations at that point, right? Yeah. So um, I think that it was written very beautifully. Um, I never would have chosen it on my own, but I'm really glad that I did read it. But um, I think I could kind of predict some of the things that happened. Um, and maybe if I didn't do that, I would have a five. But because I could predict it, I was like, well, okay. I wasn't like destroyed because I, I knew a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. But it definitely is like a very beautiful book. And I would recommend it to honestly anyone. Um, I think anyone would like it really. Yeah. So I really loved it. Um, but for me, it's a four out of five. Four point four and a half out of five. Fair. Okay. I, I think that's a fair assessment. I think part of the reason that Sammy and I rate it so highly uh, is mm-hmm. because we did like when we got to it on TikTok, nobody... It wasn't like nobody was reading it. It was like we were seeing people were reading it a lot, but it was a, it was not too overhyped for me by right, the time that I right. got it. Yeah. yeah. So, and also, like, I didn't guess any, like, a lot of the things because I was going too fast and I was, I, <laughs> I, I, I wasn't letting myself think. No think, just enjoy. But that actually <laughs> yeah. ended up, like, working out. Like, yeah, that ended up being well, good. If, yeah. if by working out and being good, you mean it led to me just sobbing at four in the morning uh, by myself <laughs> was, in my room. It was the <laughs> proper effect. It was what it was supposed to be. Oh, no, yeah. That's what yeah, Madeline yeah. Miller intended. She intended yeah. <laughs> to break your fucking heart into a thousand pieces and make you sob mm-hmm. about this book for the next week and a half until you were like, wow, okay, I can think about the title of the book without crying. That's cool. Yeah. Um, so uh, with that being said, my rating for this book is an A, uh, is an A, is a five. <laughs> a plus plus. A, a plus plus <laughs> is a five yeah. for a lot of reasons. Uh, one being, uh, just the overall, I think, surprise of a story that I thought I knew, mm-hmm. uh, being a completely different perspective on it. And I think it was beautiful. Uh, Madeline Miller's writing is like, she, is, I had a book hangover after this book yeah. i like the i could not read another book and like it as much as any other book because madeline miller's writing is so unique it's mm-hmm. so almost like lyrical in the way she writes it is so beautiful that i i have to like give like not bonus points in this case but like you get so so many bonus points in my book for beautiful writing even if the story wasn't yeah. interesting and in this case the story was great the plot was great it wasn't like an original story obviously but the way yeah. she retold it had so many twists and turns that i never would have known myself or thought of myself and i think that that uh really really did something for me also i have a hard time giving a book a uh, anything lower than a four if it makes me ball my fucking eyes out so uh yeah it's a solid five for me okay my turn um so this book was already gonna be a five i think when i realized it was gay um i just (laughs) am very partial to uh gay love stories and one like obviously written absolutely beautifully and as maya mentioned before it wasn't forced which a lot of authors are trying to do right now like trying so hard to be representative and do lgbt inclusion and everything like that and this was just such a beautiful story and i think it takes such an insane talent to 
retell a classic story and create an entirely new classic from it. And her story, the way she told it and what she added to it was so iconic that it's just like, like, how did she take this insane story that existed for thousands and thousands of years and just make it so much like another story that's also so fantastic that I hope lasts thousands and thousands of years and I hope people down the line know that Achilles and Patroclus were gay lovers and like not just best buds you know and like I, I, I just thought it was absolutely beautiful and her writing is fantastic and even the story itself was probably one of my favorite stories that I've ever followed I love Greek mythology and um thank you rick riordan riordan whatever your name is for that shout out to percy jackson um but like even reading circe after that her uh, madeline madeline miller's other novel like it just still didn't even though it was beautiful and i really enjoyed reading that it still didn't compare to song of achilles and i i will just like this is one of the books i would sell my soul to read again for the first time yeah, like and, I can't wait yeah. for five years from now to pick it up again and be like, oh, maybe I'll forget the ending. <laughs> I, I know I won't. I won't. Yeah. But I think you definitely make a really great point. And I think she took on a very big challenge, like mm-hmm. um, going to take on like uh, obviously a very old story and make it modern and still make it be such so like beautiful and tasteful mm-hmm. um, the entire way. Like not there wasn't a moment where I felt like anything was forced or yeah. Um, like nothing was really dragging. Tacky. It was just yeah, nothing was tacky yeah. or dragging. It was just a beautiful story between these people that no one knows about, and I loved that. So with Maya's four point five, my five, and Sammy's oh, five, I'm so the final sorry. Overall, it's okay. The <laughs> final overall I rating. I make mine a four point seven five, so that my that it can be a four point nine. Are you just trying to make me do more math? Than... Yes, it has to because <laughs> I know plus this five book. plus. Oh wait, no, five, five plus five. It's just I know it's not. It can't. It legally, it cannot just be a four point eight. I know it. With some deliberation, our final <laughs> overall rating for the song Achilles by Madeline Miller is four point nine. Beautiful, beautiful. Okay. Out of five, and I think that's a very respectable number for a very respectable story. Okay, uh, I think this is where we're gonna have to leave it for this episode. Before we part, we'd just like to say thank you for listening. Uh, There are so many different ways to spend your time these days, and we are extremely thankful that you have chosen to allocate some of your time with the three of us. If you enjoyed this episode, I encourage you to leave a review on whichever platform you are listening on, if applicable. If you have any further questions regarding topics discussed throughout the episode, feel free to join our Hardcover Hose Discord server via the link in the show notes, or send us an email at hardcoverhosepod at gmail.com, and we will be sure to get back to you. Feel free to recommend books to cover in future episodes as well. As always, I'm Sam Dixon. I'm Sammy Scorstead. I'm Maya Howie. And this has been an episode of Hardcover Hose. If you enjoyed this listening experience and you'd like to follow along with us next time, the next book on our to-be-read list is We Were Liars by E. Lockhart. Until we meet again, enjoy your reading.